You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you friendly Forest users out there. Welcome back to another episode of Echo Station Podcast. I'm Ian, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris via Force Projection. Yeah, sure, that works. Hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. Something. Sure. Um, we got another Padme's Closet for you today. Uh, Yay! We're, yeah, we're keeping it lighthearted and fun just because of all the shit that's going on in the world right now. You know, they're fun. This is they're fun little topics to talk about. So you know, I like to talk about clothes. Yeah. Just fingers in the Fashion at its best. Clothes. La 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 la. Yes. Yeah, so Chris has the Bible with her, which is the uh, Dressing a Galaxy book. So today we're talking about the uh, uh, trap or the packing outfit. Excuse me, where she's the packing gown. She's, yes. she's packing for Naboo, which I guess you have to have a specific outfit to to pack all your other ones in. Obviously, you have to pack. I mean, you have to plan your outfit that you're going to plan your outfits in. Yeah. Duh. And then uh, we have, and I'm using this term very, very loosely, a peasant disguise. Yes, we're, we're making air quotes right now. Yeah, because peasant. we want to know what peasant looks like this, because if peasants look like this, I'll be a peasant. Fuck being like a bounty hunter, I'll just be a peasant. I don't care. Right? Yeah, I know. Why, why, why would I risk my neck when I can look like this? Exactly. Uh, so those are the two outfits we're talking about. She did have, like, her little nightgown moment in episode two that we're just gonna skip over because it's literally <laughs> a white down. sheet. It is so bad. It is, like, the most... It's like, I don't know. Oh, my God. It's like a rejected Nicole Miller 90s. Oh, my God, that's totally what it is. <gasps> it's a Nicole Miller shift dress. Yeah. So it just dawned on We're just me. gonna skip that completely because it's... Wow. It's a white sheet. It's got a pretty thing uh robe thing where's the robe the robe is pretty well we'll talk about the robe in a separate one because the robe is actually really pretty yeah but just the white sheet itself it's like ooh. and that's probably like the only time we actually see her natural hair well we see more of it in episode three which is all curly and stuff yeah that's true but yeah so that's those are the two two outfits we're talking about today uh, the tr- the packing outfit and then the peasant <clears throat> disguise. <laughs> uh, but before we talk about that, we have two pieces of news that we're gonna uh, gab on about for just a moment or two. Uh, one at EA Play, they released a full trailer for uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which uh, kind of broke down different fighter classes, kind of like a little story in there. Uh, we got a, an appearance by Harrison Dula. Yes. Uh, who was voiced again by Vanessa Marshall, who voiced her in uh, Rebels, which this is the second, you know, kind of medium we've seen Hera in. So, I'm, or well, I guess third, if you count like the little uh, mini animation series it was that they had. But Oh, you mean the uh, uh, Forces of Destiny? Yeah, I think she was in one of the two of those. No, she was. Uh, but I really cannot wait for this game. It looks really fun. I know. I'm so stoked. Like... It looks really, really good. It's only 40 bucks, so, like, I already pre-ordered it. almost it. scares me. <laughs> like, I already ordered it. It's gonna happen. Uh, it comes out in, like I said, October 2nd. Uh, so, looking at this, I already know what side you're gonna be. You don't. Yes, I do. 
No, you don't. You don't it's... know me. You don't know me. <laughs> okay, let me. Okay, what color is the primary color of your starfighter then that you're gonna pick? Oh. Um. Uh, uh, huh. You don't know me. What color are its lasers? <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite color. No, it, definitely not. Is it? Is it a a nice like lime kind of green color? Oh, oh God, it's so gross. How dare hmm. you? How dare hmm. you? <laughs> called out she said you don't know me you don't know who i'm gonna Look, pick you know what as everyone knows i play both sides i in all aspects of life i play both sides and thanks for joining us guys goodbye <laughs> and we're done uh no of course chris is gonna pick the empire uh which it's just I'm gonna fun to too. be the bad guys. I'm yeah. like a really good person in real life, okay, guys? <laughs> I'm a really good person. She is. I can attest to that. But I also like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play the Empire. Yeah, no, it's gonna be super fun. I just yeah. wanna, you know, you you gotta go, you gotta go balls to the wall, TIE fighter with no shields, and, and you know, you, you no fucks. It's the YOLO life. Yes. You gotta go Empire. You gotta go Empire. Uh... Yeah, so, I i mean, I'm going to pick the Empire, too, but be rest assured, I'm, I'm going to try and find a way to do this, like, Chris and I are going to go head-to-head, oh, yeah. and we're going to awesome. we're gonna fight each other some way. Don't know how yet, but we're going to. Uh, you know, stay, stay tuned for that, because that'll be a, just both of us just cussing at each other and <laughs> trying to bomb the crap out of each other, and it'll be fantastic. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Super cool. Um, but yeah, that game comes out October 2nd. Uh, more details are going to be coming out in the next few months about it. Uh, I really cannot wait to play it. Uh, I've always loved the aerial dogfights and ships more than ground combat, usually. Oh, it's so much more fun. Yeah, so, you know, I like taking down a destroyer, you know, a Mon Cal ship or blockade, whatever it is. I like blowing up ships more than, I think, shooting people. Just, I don't know why, but I do. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's that extra le- it's that extra added layer of of thought that you have to put into maneuvering. Yeah, it's you know, I agree. Yeah, it's like well, and I- it's more immersive. It's more immersive. Like you, because I feel like if you're just it's that it's that extra layer of immersion. You know that I don't feel like you really get from ground combat because you, you know you're you're obviously an avatar. In ground, yes. ground combat, but I like that you can, you know, when you're in a ship, you can really swap out, and you're you're in a cockpit, and, and it really feels, especially if you're playing with a um, a joystick. Oh yes, it, I like that immersive feeling. Well, and also found out that you can customize your your uh, player in this, and you can be a Twi'lek. Yes, that's amazing. and a purple Twi'lek, so you get to well, be me. I think you know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, but it looked like you could only be them in like a rebel pilot outfit, so. Of course, I I don't I don't really see very many Twi'leks go in the dark side. Well, no, I, like the Empire, like specifically, like they only had humans. Really, like the only non-human they had was Thrawn. Because Nazis. Uh, it's space Nazis. Sorry, just something in my throat. Uh, yeah. So again, comes out October second. I'm gonna be playing. Chris is gonna be playing. Uh, we hope that all of our listeners are going to be playing as well. Let us know, uh, you know, what your gamer tags at are, and then maybe we can add you in and dogfight with y'all. Dogfight, yes. Um, and there are another 
big piece of news is that we promised you in the last episode that we would talk about our giveaway plans, and we have plans! Yes, we have all kinds of goodies we picked out for you guys. Yes, Chris and I rummaged through all of our Star Wars stuff, memorabilia, uh, you know, toys, comics, whatever it may be, uh, for just a little appreciation gift bag, or gift box, rather, I should say, uh, to whomever's going to be the lucky person or persons, depending on if you're, you know, a, a you know, a couple or whatever it is, uh, to win. So basically, what we're going to do is, this episode comes out Wednesday, we're going to be posting uh, the Thursday after this uh, basically form you're going to fill out, uh, you know, saying, you know, you know, name, you know, it's it's a basic questionnaire form. Uh, we do request and require that you all uh, follow us on Twitter. So you have to be following us on Twitter in order to be eligible to win. And right now it is only uh, eligible for those in the U.S. So I'm sorry for our international listeners. Uh, it's a legalities thing. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. But yeah, as of now, it's just it's too many uh, hoops to jump through. But and I don't like we'll jumping. Do. So yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, but so uh, more will be posted about that in the next few days. Uh, but we cannot wait to have someone win and then announce the winner and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for all that. Watch, be watching our Twitter, which is at Echo Station Cast. And don't forget, you do have to be following us in order to uh, win said uh, gift bundle. I guess yes. you will, will say we're not asking for like super personal information. By the way, <laughs> it's no, basically yeah. like, what's your handle? Are you following us? Do you like Star Wars? <laughs> Basically, and then maybe like one or two other questions thrown in there. It's, you know, it's very, very simple and easy. Uh, and then we'll have the survey up for probably about a week, week and a half, probably probably just a week. Uh, so to give enough people time to, you know, fill it out, send it in, all that good stuff. And then from there, we will be shipping stuff to everyone. Yay! Huzzah! So, like I said, follow Echo Station Cast. That's our Twitter. If you don't follow it already... You know, let us, you know, you know, you got to follow us to be a part of the, the fun. Yeah. So you can't just be like, oh, I want this, because we'll be checking. We'll be cross-referencing. You can't, you know, you can't pull the wool out of our eyes, usually. <laughs> usually, yeah. Usually being the opportune keyword. Sure. Okay, so now that all that is taken out, or uh, taken care of, let's talk about some fashion. Woohoo! Okay, uh, so let's talk. The packing gown, <laughs> which is just so very funny. A I mean. gown you have to have to pack. Yeah, so it reminds me of like Padme is very much like those old school rich people. Like if you watched Downton Abbey, where they were like, "Oh, let's go change into our dinner clothes and our breakfast clothes and our oh, taking sure. a turn around the garden clothes." And like, wait, who does this? Uh, one Senator Padme Amidala, that's who does that. Yeah, well, and that's why we love her. Yep. Um, side note, uh, the book, uh, was it, Queen's Shadow? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is that the new one that just came out, or is it? Uh, that's the one that I have. There um, was a new one that, I think, either, oh, what's the one? This wasn't, this one isn't that new. No, she just did a new one, though. Oh, uh, but it's not that. Barney, stop it. 
what's it called? Queen's Peril. Oh, yeah. So, uh, in the Queen's Peril book, uh, she uses a lot of the, uh, uh, gowns in the movies already, and a bunch of them have, like, different things that go on with them, too, like, for practicality reasons. She has, like, uh, weaponized bobby pins. That's so cool. And a lot of them, it's very fun, so, uh... Well, I I know in, um, Queen's Shadow, they talk about how, like, the many layers and whatnot are basically shielding. They're, they're like, anti-laser, anti-blaster shielding, and that's why they have it that way. It's really interesting to learn the ideas behind her outfits that are, you know, they're more utilitarian than they appear. Right, they're not just pretty. Yeah. And I do wonder if, um, the author whose name I am blanking on. E.K. Johnson? Uh, E.K. Johnson, thank you. So I do, I do wonder if, if E.K. Johnson was able to contact Trisha Bigger and ask her about details of the, the, the making of the dresses or whatnot, that she could, you know, like, make some expository references for so, funny enough, utilitarian? Uh, the Star Wars show, when they released their episode this, I think it was this week or last week, uh, they had a live chat with E.K. Johnson and Trisha Bigger. Oh, I need to catch up! Uh, I'll send you the link here in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, she basically talked to her for research for the costume and stuff like that, and I want that chance to have that. I want that. Well, I have talked to Trisha Bigger. Well, I know you have, and I don't like that that I haven't. <laughs> I mean, not that she knows why I, exi- I exist, but, yeah. That was my costuming highlight. Um, anyway, okay, so, the packing gown as it is called. It's really, really pretty. I like it. Oh, it's gorgeous. This is absolutely one of my favorite gowns. Um, so if we, we are plan well, we were planning <laughs> for this year's celebration to do a series of um, Padme's and our good friend Luna Flair um, was likely going to do this outfit. I think she only wanted to do it because the hair looks like vaginas. Are you... I mean, that doesn't... That doesn't not sound like... <laughs> it doesn't not sound like Luna. Because she's a woman. She's a woman. Okay. Um, does it? Does, I guess ooh, I guess from the side it does. Great. See, now I'm go. never not going to see that. Thanks, You're welcome. Thanks. I can bastardize anything. Just watch me. Jesus Christ. No, so, yeah, this outfit is gorgeous. It's like, it has a bunch of grays in there, silvers, bits yeah. of blue thrown in there, and then... Would you say her vest is like a navy blue or black? It's navy blue. Okay. No, it's absolutely navy blue. Yeah. It's it's like a... It's that same color that... It might be a similar velvet. That uh, Arwen's morning gown is from... Ooh. Uh, okay. From Two Towers? I think it was in Two Towers. I should know. I made this dress. But it looks like it's black on screen, but it's actually blue. It's just beautiful, beautiful velvet. It's um, really pretty. So there's some, yeah, there's some really interesting fabrics in here. Uh, the the skirt almost looks like denim, which is strange. But I think it might be, I think it might be raw silk to get that look. But it is a kind of that blue jean denim color. That's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous color, and it's got a very kind of like rough hewn sort of. Um, thread look to it 
I was like, does the Bible say anything about it? Like, anything it fun about it? It doesn't say... Oh, wait, no, it does. Never mind. There it is right there. The skirt is dark gray double cloth. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's actually like... Like a cotton... Ruffian cotton kind of skirt. This is probably one of the easiest to source fabric-wise. So and I assume an just like costume. making it too. Like it doesn't look like it would be super difficult to make. Just the details. So that like that skirt is super easy. It's a very basic. The skirt and the uh, sleeves and the, even the vest. I would assume be the skirt. easiest things to do. The vest is. It's just. It's just a typical kind of like Renaissance doublet. Um, yeah. High collared. What's throwing people off is that center embroidery panel. It is. Which is gorgeous Stunning. it's very beautiful but it is a ton of work it's just so much and let's see so the bible says the dark gray velvet high neck double breasted vest with an enhanced vintage center panel of turquoise and white beaded detail with gold metallic embroidery thread is worn over a shot silk chiffon blouse with silver colored metal armbands inset with turquoise stones oh wow i can't there are turquoise stones. You can barely see that. Yeah, That's they're cool. on the sides of them. Yeah. And then the three-part headdress is in silver metal with Naboo emblems. So let's let's break this down for a little bit. Um, we were talking about the skirt. We talked about the sleeves. talked about the, the vest. Let's just talk about the embroidery detail real quick because I'm going to so assume cool. that's like at least a month's worth of work. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Like every time you sit down to watch Netflix – embroidery work yes because i i there's a ton of embroidery like i just mentioned the, the morning gown um that i hand embroidered and that took me on and off i want to say like two three months well and it's a big piece too it goes to like from like the top of her chest basically to like the bottom of her belly button almost it is and it's, it's a different big it's chest different piece. layers of of fabric and embroidery floss that they're using. And, you know, I mean, the pattern isn't super difficult. It's not. It's not that complicated. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of tedious work. But it's definitely doable. Like, I I, I would say if you wanted to do a Padme that was, you know, like, on a slightly more complicated level, slightly more difficult level, but don't feel, like, that very strong in your, in your abilities, this wouldn't be an impossible dress to make. No. And you could probably, I mean, depending on, you know, the level of canon you were looking for, you could probably buy embroidery pieces and fit them together and then just kind of, like, add some gold embellishments and some, you know, turquoise seed beads and just get that look. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so the armbands are really pretty, too. It's, what, three or four armband, armbands it's on each? Four, four armbands on each. Yeah. Yep. I like how it kind of it cuffs, cuffs the sleeve and it kind of gives it a poofiness to the bottom and top. Yeah, it's really pretty. I like that. I like it a lot. It's a very it's a very almost like space renaissance gown. Yes, um, and that you know incorporates also with the headpiece too. Yes, because it's three kind of big emblems: one on the the widow's peak, basically, and then two covering the ears, and then just these really pretty silver chains connecting all of them. Mm-hmm. It's very childlike empress kind of yes. look. It kind of reminds me of um oh I'm pretty sure she had one in the um what's it called Neverending Story. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. The childlike empress. Oh yeah. yeah. There we go. Cool. Exactly. See? Same way. There we go. 
Good job. Uh, but yeah, so there. this outfit, it's gorgeous. It's really pretty. It's, I would assume, not like too hot to wear. Um, It's silk and cotton cloth. Uh, the, the hottest thing would be that um, the vest, the double. Yeah. Um, and, you know, depending on which line it was, like, you could easily line it with cotton. Um, and, you know, and to save money, like, actually, Luna and I were talking about this, to save money on that uh, shot silk chiffon for those sleeves, because you don't see the entire blouse, you could just make sleeves and attach those directly to the doublet. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, it would save you a ton of money. Oh yeah, and it would be what you'd be one less layer. So there's you know, there's a thought, there's a thought. If you're looking into doing this, I mean, obviously that makes I sense. have I have analyzed how to do every single one of these, but yeah. Well, and then let's talk about real quick the concept art for this outfit because it's you know which one I'm talking about, right? Let me go to that page. It's the one that has the the it's like her and the bird. Boop, boop, boop. That really infamous one. Flipping pages, y'all. Bear with me. Does it have concept art in that book? It does. It has a whole section on the concept art. Oh, I didn't know that. Beginning of the last Padme section. Yeah, that's super pretty. Um, I kind of like this outfit more than I like the packing outfit for the concept art. Oh, it might not be in this section. Well, I don't feel like flipping around. It's really, really pretty. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Padme, with packing gown, concept art. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we get here. Do 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 do. Um, not seeing anything. With a bird? Yeah, it like has a bird. There's a bird? Maybe I'm not... The one I'm looking at has, like, this off-the-shoulders thing. Nope, that's not it. That's Well, then there's more than one packing gown concept art. This one's pretty cool, too. I'll tuck that away for future notice. <laughs> well, okay, while, while Chris goes and researches the concept art, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into the, uh, the, the quote-unquote peasant disguise outfit, so... We'll be right back, guys. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, so, I've just realized we forgot to rate the other outfit. So what would you rate her packing gown outfit? Oh. Um, oh, my God. What was our rating system again? <laughs> it's not just like 1 through 10. <laughs> 1 through 10? Um, like a 9. I love this outfit. It is. It's really pretty. It's simple. The, the hair. Oh, we didn't talk about the hair. The hair is really simple, too. Like, that's not a... You could easily recreate that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a nine. I will give it a nine as well. Nothing's really wrong with it. It's a really pretty outfit. Uh, don't know really why you need it to pack and stuff, but, you know, it's whatever. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> it's a nine out of ten lightsabers for yes. the packing gown. All right. So, moving on, we have the, uh, what's it called again in the Bible? 
Uh, it's it's called the interior freighter disguise and exterior freighter disguise. Yeah, so it's the it's the one that she has like the big bronze looking headpiece and a really pretty purple cloak, which is removable. Like a, I a, thought for the longest time they were like two separate outfits, and they are not. They're just the same outfit, just with like a removable cloak and a different headpiece. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, so people are like, are you doing two separate? Like, no, it's the same outfit, literally, but with a different cloak and headpiece. Which, by the way, the bronze headpiece is something you can buy uh, at Galaxy's Edge. Did I not know? Did I not see that? For some reason, you, that's the one they chose. Uh, it's like, that's I think, three or four hundred dollars, but, you know. Really specific. You know what? And I, I really usually would not say this for most Disney stuff. The what they are charging is absolutely worth it. Yeah, it is absolutely reasonable. I apparently missed the headdress while I was there, but I went check out you know the the kind of generic Jedi robes that they have. Uh, they have the Ray's um, belts and whatnot, and what they are charging you is almost like the cost of materials if you bought it yourself and made it. Oh, for so, sure. So, and it is and it is canon quality. Yeah, they're not going to have that. So somebody, somebody dropped the ball here on the pricing, but let's hope they don't figure that out. <laughs> no. Uh, but so this outfit, it's there's a lot of like pretty details on this outfit. A lot of prints. There's a big print fabric. It's like her whole gown basically oh, is just one big print fabric. Yeah, it's it's um, it's well, you know what? There's actually a whole huge blurb on this, Ooh. so I will read it. Read the blurb. Yes. Padme's two-part interior freighter disguise costume consists of a burgundy silk cloak, cloak, and a metal headdress for the exterior scenes, worn over a dress of mustard grosgain fabric, which was embroidered in a burgundy and soft green all-over paisley-type pattern with larger central motifs. The embroidery on the yoke and cuffs was specially formatted to suit the finalized fitted shapes. The dress with sleeves of silk cloak was worn with a Maltese laced headdress over a jersey draped cowl. Anakin's interior. Oh, we don't care about Anakin. No. <laughs> Fuck Anakin. Fuck Anakin. <laughs> oh, they also talk about Queen Jamila, but we we like her. Oh, we do. We love we love a good queen that can uh, utilize Mother of Pearl. Yeah. Well, they're, they're talking about her abalone. Ah. Headdress here. We should talk about someday because it's really cool. Um. But anyway, yeah. This so. this is like this is this this whole picture of them, especially it, the the picture of Padme and Anakin together in these outfits that they were wearing, um, for the I don't know, promo pictures, I guess. It's it's very like medieval swashbuckling adventure couple. Yep, it's very <laughs> like you could see that outfit. The the second part of that outfit, I could definitely see that in like a Renfair like ground. Oh, like, absolutely, walking around with it. Yeah, and I'm still and I'm still trying to figure out what kind of peasant can afford this kind of pattern matching. What kind of peasant can afford that headpiece? The headpiece? Yeah, so there's two headpieces. There's two headpieces. Yeah, what kind of peasant can afford two headpieces, damn it? Two headpieces. So she's got this gold... What, what, what did we say? What is it made out of? It's uh, bronze, right? Metal headdress. Doesn't say what it is. I'm assuming it's bronze. It looks bronze. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's weathered. Oh, wait. Haha. Look, there's more info. Beep, beep, beep. What does it say? Headdress has a close-fitting skull gap. Skull cap, rather. 
with 140 upright spines attached, which were interwoven with strange strips, each shape of the pattern having its own particular weave to create the variation seen. When finished, it was copper-plated and aged. So they literally made this. That's cool. I wonder if that's why... It's so much money at the Galaxy's Edge. Well, I wonder if that's why they have it, because they have, like, they probably have, like, the prototype it was made off of, and they could have just... Oh, the raw casting of it, you mean, or whatever? Yeah, and just made a whole bunch. That's interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, yeah. So, there's it's that really one. It's pretty. And then there's a second one with <laughs> this lace headdress, this beautiful lace headdress that looks like it's under another headdress. Or it's, you know, this this lace piece that is that is draped over another headdress, which you don't get to see. But it's clearly not the same headdress, because this one has scalloping on the edges, and the other one is flat. Yes. So, I, I don't know, ladies traveling with all these headdresses? Like, does she just get it's on just... board the ship and go like, excuse me, I have to change my headdress? Yeah, well, obviously. Oh, this is a, sorry, I'm sorry, this is a dinner headdress, my bad. Uh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, also, let's be real. Like, if she wore that big copper bronze piece when she was eating dinner without that cloak, it would look off. <laughs> You're it right. would. You're right. You're right. Uh, it compliments, because that's why, you know, when she meets with Queen Jamila, she's back in the copper headpiece and stuff, because she's like, hey, I'm still fancy. Wait. Still fancy. Yeah. Uh, but, so, out of the two variations, which one do you like more? I like I like the second with the um, the lace headpiece okay. just because it's simpler and I and that purple thing uh, the purple coat it's I don't know it's weird this is a this is a it's a two colored repeat satin embroidery um, and it's really pretty it's a, the purplish royalish blue color. Um, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be something you easily remove. Because, so, she's got these, like, shoulder pad things. Right. That look like larger versions of the pattern that's seen on the body of the dress. And it comes down to, to like, just below, I don't know, like, bust level. And that purple coat is under that. Oh. Which is weird because it's like so. So that doesn't seem like it would be really easy to take on and off. Oh, I see what you, you know because she, yeah. So she'd have to remove that shoulder piece. <laughs> she, sorry, her maid <laughs> would have to remove that well, shoulder no, piece. She doesn't have and any the maids on this one, so it's just her. Yeah. Okay. So she's moving. She's removing the headpiece. She's removing the cowl neck cape cloak thing. Then the shoulder piece, just to put that purple thing on. It just, it just seems weird. So I personally like the the purple one just because those colors match really well. Like the purple and the oh, mustard beautiful. yellow go very well together. Yeah, well, and it picks up, it picks up, there's purple in the, um, in the design. Oh, yeah. Of the dress itself. The, uh, the, the paisley pattern. The flowers are purple. They're this bluish purple, so... It absolutely goes together. I just, I prefer the simpler form. I mean, I wouldn't kick either out of bed, but. I don't know. I like the fancier form just because of her really pretty headdress, too. <laughs> I don't like the See, lace I think one. I, the lace one I like just, the lace. Oh, I love the lace. I have such grandmother taste. I love lace. You do. 
There's nothing <laughs> bad with that, but you do. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for backing up. Backing I mean, me up there. it's not a lie. Uh, <laughs> so, and as we all know, in episode one, she had a peasant disguise, which I absolutely hated. Oh, gee, you mean the, the only one that I've ever made? Yep, that's the one. Um, <laughs> but this peasant disguise, I love. Yeah, well, there's the difference between socialized peasantry of Naboo. <laughs> yep, and just like dirty and, Tatooine peasant. And dirty, dirty Tatooine. It's a big old difference. <laughs> Huge difference, yeah. Uh, it really is pretty, though. It's so pretty. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. So... My question is, do we rate those two separately or as a together combined piece? Huh. That's a good question. Um, I think together. Okay. I mean, it's cohesive. The whole thing is cohesive. I would just... I, I, I just think it's odd that they took off the purple piece. Right? Because, because of it being underneath... Those that shoulder piece, it just seems weird to remove it. You know, like it's it's not it's not clearly outerwear. It looks like it's just part of the dress. Maybe it just like snaps or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some no. What it is is the set dresser completely forgot to put it on. They're like, oh, we'll just roll with it. Just yeah. just roll with it. We're not right. taking her out. <laughs> and shit, 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 shit. Crap! We forgot the purple. <laughs> you can just see them just like holding in the background, yeah. going like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's my. That's gonna be my cannon. Oh, that's a very funny oh, cannon. Crap, I like that. Mm-hmm. Like you Whatever. just hear them yell action. Just go with it. You hear them yell action. You see people actually like running around the back like chickens with the head cut off with the purple dress, going, "What do we do?" Yeah, the continuity person is just like losing their mind. And George is sitting there going, "Like this is great action." <laughs> Keep uh, going, please. Stiffer emotions. Ah, uh, so funny. Yeah. So overall, then I would rate this dress. Uh, seven and a half or eight. Yeah, I concur with that. Okay. It's very cohesive. Yes, and it's really pretty. The one thing, so those who don't know me, I absolutely hate, hate, hate the color yellow in most things. Oh, but mustard yellow is so pretty. I just don't like, I hate yellow. However, this mustard yellow is a very pretty color. Yeah, I'm not, I, to be honest, I'm not much of a yellow fan either, but mustard yellow is beautiful. Well, and it's very pretty on Natalie Portman, so. Uh, is there anything that, okay, never mind, you're going to say the Tatooine disguise outfit. <laughs> I was going to say, I will speak my mind. <laughs> and remember, each um, each movie we have our outfit that we hate the most, and so we haven't gotten to mine yet, and well, we haven't gotten to yours yet, right? For this, for this talked... movie? Oh, for this, oh, for this movie. Yeah. Um. Don't say what it is, but I don't think we've gotten to yours yet, right? I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I can't think if I have a really like ooh that dress. For this, maybe it's just me then. <laughs> maybe it's just you. I don't know. Because I have one for each movie. Clearly, the Tatooine disguise was for episode one. The episode two one is is in there somewhere. I'm not going to say which one it is yet. And then there's. Definitely one for episode three that I do not like. I mean, I guess, like, the... <sighs> the nightgown is so just ill-fitting and boring. It's not ugly. It's just 
Well, and he has nothing to be pretty either. Maybe that one? I don't know. Because I think you know which one is mine, because I told you, like, once, and you're very shocked that I picked this one. Yes, I think I recall. Yeah, but we won't know it until later down the road, so. Yes. Uh, Every time we do this, I question wh- which outfit I want to make. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did I make the right decision? I mean, do we ever in life? Yes, this is definitely the correct decision. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that about wraps us up for the Padme's Closet for this one. Uh, we talked about the packing gown and the quote-unquote peasant disguise. Uh, both peasant very, disguise. very beautiful outfits. Both outfits we very much enjoy. Uh, the next, uh, two outfits, I believe, are her lake dress outfit and is it the meadow outfit? Uh, let me check. Hang on. I think it's, I know it's a lake dress for sure. Uh, no, there's the, uh, Naberi residence. Well, that's a deleted scene, so we don't have that one. Doesn't she have that? Oh, does she not have that? No. Oh, because they reuse it. They reuse that look for the Lars homestead. Like, it's basically the same. Yeah. (laughs) So I think, isn't it, I think it's the lake dress, and I think it's the... It's the lake, it's the lake dress. And the the, uh, meadow one. And then the meadow dress, yep. Yeah. Two dresses that are absolutely gorgeous, and we will be talking full in depth with. We might have a special guest star, too. I don't know. Maybe we can bring Luna on. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, since Luna has done the cosplay of uh, the lake dress and wants to do the the, uh meadow dress so we might have luna flare on we may not i'm not gonna promise that and have people disappointed at the very end so sorry yeah we'll check her incredibly busy schedule yes um but so don't forget guys to follow us at echo station cast on twitter uh not only to be uh up to date with all the shenanigans that we're going through right now with uh recording and putting out episodes but also to um you know follow up on that giveaway to you know sign up for the for the fun stuff that we plan on sending to people. So don't forget to do that. Um, Chris and I promise that we will not enter ourselves. Ha! Sorry, I'm not actually getting rid of my stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're not actually, we're just keeping it. So sorry, guys. Yes, I've um, learned what a hoarder I actually am. Right. Uh, but we cannot wait to talk about more Padme stuff. We have a bunch of more episodes of that coming out. We have a few more uh, species spotlights we have planned. And just some fun uh, topics in general to to speak on. Uh, but like I said, don't forget to follow us at Echo Station Cast because uh, that is where we will primarily be doing our stuff. And also, uh, follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts and then give us a review as well because we will also be giving you uh, shout-outs if you do that. And we've done a few of those yes. already. So drop us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Let us know what you think. Uh, and we will be shouting you out on, uh, the next episode when we get that notification. So, uh, you got anything (laughs) else to add, friend? Uh, no, that is pretty much it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you guys on our next, um, episode. And if we don't see you until the next Padme's Closet, then we'll see you next time we're in the closet. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) And on that note, everyone, may the force be with you and have a good one. May the force be with you.